Welcome back to the Flusher Bus Podcast. I appreciate you tuning in for another episode. Today we are going to dive deep into Einstein and some of the other science gods. Is Einstein the messiah for naturalism? Is he the god of atheism? Let's find out. So let's get into this thing. So everybody knows who Einstein is. Um, you know, we can kind of touch briefly on it, but, you know, he's basically a scientist, mathematician, um, you know, expert on space, different things like that. He came up with the theory of relativity. Um, basically, they say that he revolutionized the meaning of gravity. Not so much the meaning of gravity or the why of gravity, but what we think is the effect of gravity. He basically developed a, like a math equation, <clears throat> you know, kind of space time and different things like that, that we're going to get into. But, uh, you know, he basically revolutionized the way that we perceive gravity, you know, and if you don't know much about the history of what we know about gravity, uh, you know, Newtonian gravity was the first revolutionary, uh, description of it it's the large mass objects with more mass attract other objects with mass and um you know they can get caught in orbits with each other and then hurl around each other thousands of miles an hour and then hurl around galaxies at you know uh, hundreds of thousands of miles an hour and then they can hurl through the universe at millions of miles an hour uh you know just really comprehensible stuff stuff that's uh you know super self-evident and different things like that you know isn't it obvious that there's a bunch of you know, gigantically massive rocks in space that have this thing called gravity that is supposed to attract them together, but it only attracts them together at the perfect distance so that they become harmonious and then they can spin in harmony. <clears throat> I don't know. It seems kind of weird that random, undriven processes would function at such a high level, you know, because Einstein's naturalist and, you know, they, they're, you know, all the people that worship him, like he's the Messiah of, of science and, you know, he's their God. You know, if you're atheist... Um, you know, I've been there, uh, you know, if you know, worst case scenario at this point, I'd just be a deist, which, cause I don't think the universe could have started itself. So philosophically, just philosophically ask yourself if nothing can create everything, <clears throat> you know, and then lately I've been listening to a lot of debates and, you know, atheists are getting a little bit more savvy with that line of questioning. And they're basically saying that proposing that there was plenty before the big bang. Like the Big Bang was a result of something that was self-evident. That kind of sounds like God to me. And uh, what I've come to the belief of is uh, science, it, if it's applicable and it's repeatable and it's demonstrable with, you know, the average person or not even the average person. Let's say somebody with above average intelligence can do the experiment themselves, comprehend it and prove it over and over again. That's science that I can get behind. What I can't get behind is uh, philosophical arguments that are coded in science and math and then put on a plate for everyone to enjoy that. I'm not okay with that. Like the big bang is a philosophical viewpoint. Nobody's going to be able to convince me that the big bang is like a scientific fact or anything like that. I mean, even a theory to me, it's just a complete philosophical faith. 
It's not even a, it's not even a theory. It's not even a, it, you can call it a hypothesis, but it's definitely not a theory because it's not repeatable. It's not demonstrable. I mean, I don't necessarily buy into everything that Einstein stood for. And I, I think that space time's bullshit. I'm going to go into that here in a little bit. Uh, you know, but supposedly his equations do work and we can repeat them. And, you know, supposedly a lot of this stuff's verifiable. I just can't verify it myself. And, you know, it's just, uh, you know, maybe if I had some training and different things like that, I could work the equations out and, and do all that stuff. So, you know, a lot of that's going to require faith, but I'm willing to say that it requires faith. That's the, that's the whole point of this thing is, uh, you know, people that believe in naturalism and different things like that. I mean, I'm going to have whole episodes on naturalism and, and different things like that, just so that you guys can really understand that you have to take all of your, uh, thoughts to their their full conclusion you got to take everything all the way to the end you can't just cherry pick out of different worldviews and build your own worldview it doesn't work that way you know if you're a naturalist you need to accept the fact that you're literally saying everything came from nothing and if you're not saying that everything came from nothing you're presupposing that whatever everything that came from was indes uh, indescribable immense immovable everlasting and self-evident that's what we're saying God is. So if anything, you're just a deist. Everybody's just a deist. I don't believe that there is any atheist because atheists have their own gods. No worldview is absent of God besides the Satanists. You know, besides the Satanists, you know, they, they believe in absolute the evil. They believe by worshiping evil, you can may, uh, obtain more material wealth or some shit. I mean, I don't know exactly what they do but i do know that they worship materialism i do know they worship uh basically worship yourself your god and the only thing that matters is you and different things like that and they get their moral relativism from basically uh a conglomeration of subjective moral values equals the societal objective so that was probably a little bit too much so what i mean is is if you have a hundred people that have a subjective opinion and it's the same then there's your objective moral there. So, so for them, it's just by majority. Whereas me, I'm more of a Christian, a theistic Christian, I suppose. I pretty much exclusively just believe in Jesus. I don't necessarily believe in uh, the religion and, and Catholics and uh, Protestants and all. I don't care about any of the stuff that was made by human beings. I don't care about any of it. All the church stuff, I don't care about any of it. I only care about Jesus Christ as the prophet. So, and then apart from that, I'm just a straight deist. I, I believe in the universe. I, I think that uh, space is, is it's probably real, you know. I think that they're lying about it. And uh, all the shit that you see in movies is bullshit. If you're circumnavigating space, it would be like the darkest ocean that you could ever imagine. It would be like, it, it, it would be like cruising through the bottom of the ocean in a submarine with no headlights. Black completely black you'd have to get within hundreds of thousands of miles of uh, of a star of a sun in order to have stuff start to be elucidated for you you know if you're anywhere away from a star the light would be a pinprick in the sky it would be like you being in a dark room and somebody turning on a mini flashlight and you could just see you could literally just see the the, the, the just a little dot and it's not going to illuminate anything in front of you Nothing.
And so while there's a light source out in the distance, it's not going to provide anything for you. So the, the movies where you can see planets out in distance, that's just a uh, fairy tale. It's all CGI. It's all fake. Space is black. And um, there is uh, absolutely de just complete desolation. So um, traveling space would be nothing like people make it seem... You know, if you know if you could somehow condense gravity and create basically a warp drive so that you could propulse yourself through space, uh, it would have to be all electronic travel. You wouldn't really be able to see anything. It would be, uh, you know, just the the onboard system pretty much navigating you through space, kind of like they do in a submarine. Same thing. So space is nothing like they make it seem. Um, there is no real photos of space. There are all images. The difference between a photo and an image is an image can be generated by a computer from composites. From a thousand photos, let's say, you can get an image. So if there's a thousand photos of space and none of those photos represent the narrative that they need for their $60 million a day budget, if then they're going to take all that data and they're going to create photos that they know will sell. Basically, NASA is like a marketing department with the T-shirts and the picture, you know, the images and the CGI and the and all this stuff. The moon landing—it's all basically um, marketing, like dinosaurs. It's just a—it's just like a big marketing ploy to uh, uh, basically just funnel a, sh a shit ton of tax dollars into it. Really, you know, the, I think space is real, but they're misrepresenting what space looks like for money, for tax money. Because if people knew how boring it really was, why do you think that there's no videos and like sexy ass uh, ads and stuff about the bottom of the ocean? Because it's black and hard to navigate down there. If they painted the space the way it really is, they wouldn't sell. They wouldn't be able to get $60 million a day. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, all right. So back to Einstein a little bit. He His main thing was called space time space time is mixing the three-dimensional world world with the concept of time and creating a mathematical equation from it sounds stupid because it is so the space part is observable it's like self-evident it's obvious it's you can see it you know whether there's a firmament whether there's flat earth or round earth to me it really doesn't matter i don't if I had to like put put a you know put a gun on my head or whatever, I, I just feel like it's probably round because I believe in gravity. Uh, I think gravity is a force that God put in place to instill order. I think gravity is like a a rule. Um, it's like a uh, like a computer parameter. Like a like a, a a computer would have a parameter that would prevent it from doing certain things in every situation so that it could stay on track. I think that's what gravity is, 100%. I just think it's a, it's a, just a controlling parameter for the program that is the universe. The universe is just a program. You know, it, it, the, all the studies show that it's basically flat. The universe is relatively flat. Um, probably not flat in the way that you're envisioning it. It's hard for me to describe, like, what they mean by flat. You'll have to kind of look it up, and, you know, hopefully we can kind of figure that one out, but... You know, the main studies are saying that the universe is basically an ever-expanding flat uh, shape. And so, um, 
that's, you know, that's self-evident. But time, time isn't real. Time is something that human beings made up to track the distance between one event to the next. So if something happens and then you know something similar is going to happen in 10 minutes, they wanted to be able to, to name that distance between each event. That's time. Simple as that. So like a day to a day, you know, that's a, that's a, a, an event to an event. It's just basically linking the past to the future. That's what time is. It's just a human concept. It has nothing to do with the physical universe. And so for this guy to unite the two and, and make all these equations and all, and earlier I said that a lot of his equations work, but shouldn't they though? Cause it's all self-constructed. If you make all the math and you make all the terminologies, you didn't get it from anybody. We all established them. Then of course equations would work. You could easily make just equations that just fit with the things that you already made up. It's circular. All of his discoveries are circular. There's nothing tangible about them. The only thing that's tangible is that time isn't real and that events just happen. Things are just linear. Life is just moving forward from creation to death. It has nothing to do with time. You don't even have to measure it. It just happens. You know, we have birthdays and we have, uh, you know, years that go by in our life. And we say that we only live 80 years, but it's hard to even really say, well, you lived 80 years, you know, because that's just a, a measurement. That's just 80 revolutions um, or whatever, or, you know, 365 days times 80, you know, that's, it's 365 uh, trackers of an event. You know, sunrise to sunset, you track it enough times and you add it all up. And it's just basically integrating math with our perception of event movement time. And so that's why I don't believe in space time. It just doesn't resonate with me at all. And, you know, the, all the other science gods, I just, I came up with that thing, you know, it's a Einstein and other science gods. I hope other people start saying that because it's just absurd. Like it's worshiped. Science is worshiped. Like, Evolutionists, I listen to a lot of debates, uh, evolution versus creation, different things like that. You know, I'm going to do episodes on that as well, just because, you know, evolutionists want to be able to observe all the perfection that is the programming of animals and then just stick, not acknowledge where all that had to come from. And then there's the field of abiogenesis, which basically, you know, it seems like they don't want a biogenesis and evolution to be kind of like talked about in the same concept. But I just think it's funny because creationists have no problem talking about the animals and all that stuff. And then also recognizing that it had to come from the same place. Like a biogenesis and evolution have to be linked. The information had to come from somewhere. It's just absurd to, to, to know that all these ultra smart people like Einstein and the other science gods he, all these people think that all this came from nothing. They think that, that, that inorganic rock was submerged in a liquid in a suitable environment. And for some reason it, it spontaneously 
started swirling nucleotides and created RNA. And then that RNA, for some reason, developed even more complexity and became DNA. And then DNA had has the potential to basically orchestrate a piece of matter into purpose. It can give this small little piece of jelly a purpose. And then through genetic variation and different things like that. But but why does it keep varying? Why? Well, where does all this genetic code coming from for all these different animals? They just don't want to explain it. They want to say that it's natural. They want to say that it just happened and uh, that it's random and that we're just a speck of dust and that you know we're basically one with the earth and all this stuff it's 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 frankly it's all uh um moloch type uh earth worship you know materialism it's been around for a really long time that's why jesus came when he came you know people were participating in a lot of crazy religions before jesus came the aztecs i think they were killing a thousand people a year you know cutting their heads off and letting the heads roll down the stairwell the stone stairwell you know and um you know they would play a version of football basically football and soccer it was kind of like a mix of football and soccer and the loser the entire losing team would get murdered you know because they weren't worthy or whatever so religion used to function at a completely you know in a bizarre way and it still does i mean there's there's you know, I won't go into exactly which ones, but I think we all kind of know. Um, there's current, there's religions out there right now that will uh, really come down on you, depending on what kind of you know worldviews you have. So, you know, and if if the certain one popped into your head when I said that, that's just pretty much proves my point. Everybody, I bet you, anybody who listens to this will know which religion I was talking about when I mentioned violence and uh hatred and turmoil there's n- <laughs> it it wasn't buddhism it wasn't buddhism i'll tell you that much you know buddhism and christianity they ha- they have a lot of links i think uh buddha and jesus christ you know they they come from the same same place well jesus is you know he's the creator of the universe you know but uh I think Buddha was was definitely connected to the Holy Spirit. He's definitely connected to the Creator. He knew what was happening. Krishna, you know, older than older than all three. You know, it's hard to it's hard to say, but uh, kind of close it out here on on old Einstein. I think that that pretty much reflects you know a lot of the thoughts that I had on him. I mean. I think that obviously the equations work. I mean, I can't deny that they work. It's just the reason I think they work is because we've constructed everything ourselves. I mean, our, our all the mathematics and different things like that that we use to describe space is all created by people. It's not like he Einstein was given an equation to solve by somebody else. You know, it's not like the creator of the universe said, "All right, here figure out gravity, Einstein." Here's uh here's uh, we laid it all laid it all out for you here in this book. I just need you to solve it like a math problem. No, we did it all. We laid out all the parameters for the universe, and then he solved our own parameters. See how that's just a circle. You can't solve your own math problem. You can't like just create problems for yourself. It just doesn't make any sense to me. 
And then, you know, just really look into it. Like, what, what, what the heck, what the hell did he even say? Space time, space time, space time. Shut the, just shut the fuck up, Einstein. He's just such a fucking, and then his wife, you know, she was probably smarter than he was, to be honest with you. There, look into that yourself and, you know, see for yourself. But there's a lot of evidence that she was giving him a lot of ideas and she had a lot more of a cutting edge mind than he did. And he was more of a bookworm and he liked to write stuff down and, and, and really extrapolate things in, in an abstract way. And he was really abstract, but his wife was way more grounded. Um, you know, and a lot of people think that a lot of his more revolutionary ideas came from her and that he only took the credit because women at that time weren't, weren't given the, uh, like the platform that they need to demonstrate their ideas and demonstrate their skills in a meritocratical, uh, matriarchal, no, that's not right. Meritocratical. Whoa. Um, so meritocracy is basically like survival of the fittest in a modern society where we don't have to run from the jaguar. So society's all set up. So basically both sexes can compete for the same jobs. The problem is right now we don't have a meritocracy. We have a destruction of the patriarchy and nothing else is being built to replace it. We're just trying to destroy the patriarchy, but we're not actually replacing it with anything because meritocracy would be where if a man and a woman were competing for the same job, the more qualified person would get it. She wouldn't get it just because she's a woman. You understand? So there's a difference between getting women opportunities but the, or making them compete for opportunities. My personal view is, is merit, I want a meritocracy because we have so much technology. We don't really need to abide by traditional gender roles but i don't like affirmative action i want to compete to compete if two people are going for the same business job you shouldn't get a benefit based on your sex you should be about your skill set and if you disagree with me on that then fucking dm me on instagram tell me why you disagree with me that two people should have to compete based on their skills and not their sex in a meritocracy I'll debate anyone, anytime, that in a modern society, a meritocracy with the backbone of patriarchy, because who's going to fight the wars? Seriously, there is plenty of capable women in the military, but let's be honest, 88 to 92% of the military is going to end up being men dying to protect the freedom of the, the land, to make sure that we don't lose our land. It's going to be around 85, 92% males. I promise you that, that are on the front lines. If we go to World War III and there's more than 10% on the front lines of females, then I'll bite my tongue and, you know, fucking get off the internet forever or whatever. But I don't believe that. I think that we live in a meritocracy with a backbone of patriarchy. Simple as that. A matriarchy doesn't even make any sense because women wouldn't be able to outcompete men. In so many different aspects. Like, let's just be honest. How are they going to outcompete men in, like, just tons of different physical labor jobs? Like, we need men that are willing to build roads and bridges and buildings and shit. And we need women to be able to do a lot of the more nurturing aspects of society. Or even, you know, hardcore business management, marketing, real estate. Women are great at those things. They're great at business. But... They don't need to just be given opportunities. They should have to compete for them because that's how we'll find the best talent and that's how we'll continue to be the best. Um, 
we can't just give people things because of the way they were born, what they look like or how they identify. We can't just give you things because of that. You'd have to bring something to the table. You have to provide something to society. Um, you know, you have to have a skill set. Otherwise, you don't get chosen. That is a meritocracy. So if you have some people preaching meritocracy to you, but you want people to have jobs given to them just because of the way they are, you're – I don't even know what you're advocating for. You're just advocating for the destruction of our society. That's what you'd be advocating for. So – and frankly, I don't think I've even said anything that wasn't super inclusive of everyone. I want everyone to be included, but I want us to all have to compete. That way we get the best team, the team of America, Team America. Um, team America 2024, you know, and I don't even care who the president is anymore. I just want Team America 2024. That should have been the name. Nah, that's too controversial. We'll stick with Einstein and other science guys. All right, you guys, I really appreciate your time. Uh, I'll, I'll see you again next week.